Welcome to the Podcasting for Business show. I'm your host, Lindsay Gould, the founder of The Podcast Boutique, the next level podcast production company for entrepreneurs and business owners who want to get known and turn their listeners into paying clients. In this podcast, you'll learn the strategies to launch, grow and monetize your podcast, all while saving time in your business and having some fun doing it. Today's episode is all about walk all over cancer. And I'm going to be bringing you some hints and tips on how podcasting can help those going through a cancer diagnosis and those recovering. We've got some great guests coming up later on in the show. I'm going to be talking to the fabulous Gabrielle Mottishead. Gabby is a 14 year breast cancer survivor and today we're going to be talking about her podcast where she aims to help people to rebuild their lives after cancer. Gabby is one of the many women in podcasting who is using her voice now to shout about the important topics whilst working to help others. This week's sound celebration is Danny Binnington, the host of Menopause After Cancer. So why are we discussing this whole topic today? Well, we're at the end of March and we wanted to see the month out by highlighting Walk All Over Cancer Month. And why talking about these things is so important and how podcasting is a brilliant platform to do so. So what exactly is Walk All Over Cancer? Well, Walk All Over Cancer goes on throughout March and it's an opportunity for people to walk 10,000 steps a day while raising money for life-saving research. This is an important topic for me. Some of you may know that I lost my mum to cancer almost 24 years ago now. And I was actually just a couple of weeks pregnant with my eldest daughter when she died. And I remember when she was diagnosed, searching the internet, which to be honest at the time was nowhere near what it is today. And I was looking for support and guidance and answers and community. And it was a real uphill battle. But what I do know is that my mum definitely received care and treatment much sooner than she would have done today. Our NHS is amazing and we are incredibly lucky in this country to have them, but they are so understaffed and they are so underfunded, which is why events like Walk All Over Cancer are so important to both raise awareness and to provide much needed funds for people researching cancer and supporting people who were going through diagnosis and treatment. So I thought I would spend a little bit of time sharing some ideas with you about how I think that podcasts can help people going through a cancer diagnosis or treatment as well as their families and friends. First of all, there's been a study done called Why People Listen motivations and outcomes of podcast listening and it was by Tobin and Guadagno I really hope I'm saying that name correctly but we'll link up that study in the show notes for you and the study found that podcasts 
make people feel less lonely. Now, this won't really be surprising to many of you listening, and especially if you're in the podcasting industry, but it's really interesting to see solid data that confirms that podcasts are a tool for managing loneliness. We only need to think back a few short years to how podcast listening rocketed during the pandemic to remind ourselves how clear it is that podcasts help to combat loneliness. And there are loads of ways that podcasts as a medium can satisfy our need for social connection. For example, it's really well known that listening to podcasts is quite intimate. The earbuds are literally in your ears whilst you're listening and listening to a recognisable human voice regularly each week, whenever you want that company, is really comforting. It's like having a friend that you can take around with you who only talks when you actually want them to. The second idea is the idea around podcasts helping mental health. Podcasts have become really popular for many reasons, but for starters, they are a great tool to help you de-stress and decompress. And Women's Health recently wrote an article about this and the fact that mental health podcasts in particular can actually boost your emotional wellness and be an effective form of self-care. Number three, the physical health benefits of podcasts. Podcasts aren't just great for mental health. They also have a really positive impact on your physical well-being too. Because loads of people listen to podcasts whilst they're out walking the dog, for example, or exercising. And there's also loads of podcasts that focus on health and nutrition for those with cancer or recovering from cancer. And like Gabby's podcast, our guest today, she also talks about nutrition and health and well-being on her show too. Number four, podcasts are a fantastic way for the friends and family of people with cancer to get support and practical advice. When my mum was diagnosed with cancer, I mentioned that it was really difficult to get information. Now, it's easier these days to get information and get support, but podcasts are another fantastic way for the friends and family to get involved and get reassurance and get support for themselves as well. So a quick summary. Here are four ideas about how podcasts can help people going through a cancer diagnosis or treatment. Number one, podcasts fight loneliness. Number two, podcasts help with mental health. Number three, podcasts help physical health. And finally, number four, the support for family and friends. So there you have it. I hope those ideas have been useful for you. Today, I've got a really special guest with me, Gabby Mottershead. Gabby is the host of the podcast Confidence After Cancer. She's a 14-year breast cancer survivor turned confidence coach, and her passion is helping people to rebuild their lives after cancer. She shares everything that she's learned about survival and how to rebuild your life once treatment ends. Gabby expected to feel invincible once her cancer was gone, but she didn't. She felt depressed and anxious and exhausted. So confidence after cancer was born from that feeling. It's for anyone who has finished cancer treatment and is maybe feeling alone, confused, and not sure how to move forward with their lives. 
She talks about happiness, relationships, health, nutrition, work, and so many other topics on the show. So I'm very happy to welcome Gabby today. Can you talk a little bit about some of the things that you've put into practice since having your cancer treatment that you share on the podcast about how people can be more healthy? I think the walking one is a great one. And for many years, like a lot of people, I worked in an office, sat at a desk every day and just thought that was the normal and that drive to work in your car and then sit in your office in your desk all day and not really being very active at all. And that is so bad for you. And I've heard the saying, sitting is the new smoking. You know, there's more and more research showing that the more sedentary that you are, that you're just sitting at your desk, that is so bad for you. Our bodies are not designed to be like that. And particularly as you're getting older, you do need to use it or lose it. You know, if you don't use your muscles, you will lose them. And so many people have problems with the hips and the joints and stuff like that. So walking's a great one. People just get out there and get some fresh air as well is something I'd always advocate. And not really an outdoorsy kind of person. So that was a bit new for me. But I do now really appreciate just getting out into fresh air, even walking around the shops or walking around a town. But if you can get out into nature, that's such a good thing for you to do especially if you've got some sort of illness or maybe if you're a little bit overweight a great one is swimming I love swimming it's my sort of safe space if you like where I can go and get away from your phone get away from social media get away from everything and just be at one with your thoughts and it's a really really good exercise for you to do and water helps you a lot as well if you're not particularly fit everyone can swim maybe a little bit and find some enjoyment in that I've studied a lot about nutrition as well and I share that in my podcast because I think There's a lot of confusion about nutrition. People are scared of it in a way because just Google anything or you open a newspaper, there's so much conflicting advice. But basically, nutrition shouldn't be that scary. It should be quite a basic thing. If you think about just natural foods, foods that haven't been processed, food that looks like food, your fruits and your veggies, nuts, anything like that, organic meat, things like that, things that just haven't been tampered with. I think we all come to expect that life is more and more fast paced, it's more manufactured, it's more processed if you like and if you just take that step back and think oh there's something not right here because more and more people are experiencing cancer and all sorts of illnesses as well but is it the way that we're living, is it the pace of life, is it the way that we're eating processed food and maybe just not spending enough time with our loved ones maybe not spending enough time with ourselves. That was me for a long time. You said something at the start there as well about this sedentary lifestyle. And when I've had a really, really busy week and I've been at my desk all day for days on end, I so feel it the next morning, like getting out of bed. You know, I'm like 46 now, so I'm getting on a bit now. And (laughs) I get out of bed the next morning and I do, I feel really stiff and it's like, oh my goodness. Yeah, I need need to move definitely today. It's like a longing to move uh, when you're stuck at your desk all day. Definitely. It doesn't have to be huge amounts of exercise as well. If you're not a gym buddy, you know, just doing some squats or something like that, you know, while you're brushing your teeth or waiting for the kettle to boil, just little bits of energy or just going up and down the stairs a couple of times. Just be mindful of the fact "Mm, I've not really moved today and that's not how we're supposed to be. And it'll catch up with you sooner or later, unfortunately, if you don't move your body. So it is quite easy just to do five, 10 minutes in the morning, maybe five, 10 minutes in the evening as well. Stretches, simple exercises. There's loads on YouTube that you can follow. Find somebody you like. That's my advice. Obviously, you've got a really personal reason for starting this podcast. What was it about podcasting that really spoke to you? I think for myself, because I've started listening to podcasts of people that I admire, you know, in the past, I might have read their newspaper articles or I might have read their books. 
But listening to their voice and listening to their personal experience, it sort of brings things to life and you can feel that connection. You know, I follow quite a few people now on podcasts and I feel like I know them, even though I've never met them. They're sharing really, really personal things. And I was a little bit scared of that at first, thinking, is it okay to share this stuff? But the more you share and the more I feel you talk from your heart and you talk honestly, the more you're connecting with other people. What do you think has been your biggest challenge in putting your podcast out? You mentioned that little bit of fear at the beginning around sharing personal things. Were there any other challenges that you faced in putting out your podcast for the first time? There was a little bit of imposter syndrome thinking, well, who am I? Because I've got my life experience, but I'm not a medical person. I'm not qualified in that. But the more and more I talk to people, I realise life experience is your qualification, whatever your topic is or whatever you're interested in. People want to know what you're about and sharing it is invaluable. It really is. If you had one wish for your podcast, so if people knew finding your show for the first time, what would it be in terms of what you would like them to take away? Basically, I think that they're not alone. I've not got the answer to everything because everybody's so unique and everybody's journey is unique every cancer treatment is unique I used to think breast cancer was one thing and it's really not there is so many different avenues you can go down people's treatments and their experiences and their reactions are all unique to them but people to feel you're not alone whatever it is whatever problem you've got there's somebody out there that's been through that and I always say to people who reach out to me I'm not saying I've got the answer to everything but I bet if you come to me with a problem I know somebody who knows somebody who's got the answer because there is a real sort of community around the breast cancer world as well. I've connected with a lot of people, you know, all around the world who want to use their experience to help other people. If somebody's feeling alone, you're not alone. I love, Gabby, that you've done this project and you should be massively proud of yourself. So thank you so much for joining us today, Gabby. Oh, thank you, Lindsay. It's lovely to talk to you, always. Thank you. Thank you so much, Gabby. Now, if you are listening to this episode on the 27th or the 28th of March 2023, you are just in time. We have a brilliant offer available for you if you are looking to start or grow your podcast. I have two new workshops available. The first one is called Start Your Podcast Blueprint and the second one is the Podcast Growth Incubator. They are both two-hour workshops. In the Podcast Start Blueprint, you're going to learn how to start your podcast without the overwhelm, how to get your first 100 listeners on day one, and how to have the very best chance of getting into the charts when you launch, along with everything you need to learn to get your podcast started. It includes worksheets and resources and everything is available to you for a lifetime. You'll be able to access the course and all the materials for as long as you want. And for the Podcast Growth Incubator, again, it's a two-hour workshop. It's going to focus in on how you can get your first or next perfect client for your podcast without hustling. We're going to show you how to get your first or your next 1,000 ideal listeners and how you can repurpose your podcast content on autopilot without it taking you forever. And again, you get lifetime access to the course, all the worksheets and resources that are included. If you go to the show notes now, you'll find a link to find out more about either of these workshops. Okay, now it's time for another sound celebration.
this is the part of the show where I bring you the podcast boutique Sound Celebrations. Each week, we'll meet someone who is doing brilliant things in the world of podcasting. There are so many women in business with voices that need to be celebrated. Sound Celebrations shines a spotlight on people in podcasting with important messages. The Podcast Boutique. Sound Celebrations! Hi, I'm Danny Bennington and I run the Menopause and Cancer Podcast in my early 40s, but I was thrown into menopause early after a cancer diagnosis and there was nothing really out there when I was researching what my options were and so I thought I set up the Menopause and Cancer Podcast. I was in my late 30s when I knew I was going to go through a surgically onset menopause and that followed my cancer diagnosis and when I did a load of research I realised there's nothing I could find and so I would spend hours googling stuff at three o'clock in the morning and I felt really quite isolated and lonely in my experiences. There was no one else out there who was as young as I was it seemed. Of course that isn't true because I've proven everyone wrong <laughs> by bringing together a community. I had lots of support, a great medical team, and so I was able to turn that sort of initially lonely experience round. And then I realised that most people I was speaking to who were in a similar situation had the very opposite experience to me. They actually had quite an unsupported medical team that didn't get the answers they needed, and they felt very much at a loss. And so I thought, well, if it was possible for me to have a good menopause experience post-cancer, it must be possible for others, and I'd like to show how that's possible. In my work, I speak to many menopause experts, lots of patients, and I think the podcast for me was just to give it a home, to give this conversation a home where all the experts could share their valuable experience and their expertise and all of the studies they've been doing and all of the amazing work, and where I can also talk to women because no experience is ever the same. And I'd love to highlight and bring together a non-judgmental supportive community so that we can all find solutions to our problems in a really supportive and non-judgmental way. Once people tune into my episodes, I think they walk away with different feelings and emotions. Sometimes it's that women say to me, I've been sitting there with notepad, pen and paper, and I now can work out my action plan. I've got a few ideas. One of the experts has spoken perhaps about a treatment option, and I know I've got options. And that is my number one priority for women to listen to my podcast and know they've got options too. I think my favorite thing about creating the podcast and having run this for nearly a year with releasing weekly episodes is to create a sense of community. And I know we manage, I know women email in, I know we've had people meet up, we've met up in person. And I think it's that sense of community that can go such a long way. Sometimes Women don't change anything about their symptoms and symptoms stay the same, but the feeling that you belong to this greater community can make us feel a lot better in its own. When I felt like there was no one else and I was going through all of this lived experience of cancer and menopause myself, 
I not only felt isolated, but I also felt really disheartened and it was difficult to look into the future and the worry of my cancer returning or what would menopause mean to me was sometimes overwhelming. And I think when women listen to the honest stories on the podcast, it means the world to me that they know what they're experiencing and how they're feeling is not bad, it's not unusual, it's not because they're weak, it's not because they're not doing enough, it's because it's normal. And I want everyone to understand that we're doing so much already and women are putting so much effort into feeling well. And at the same time, it's okay to not feel great and spreading the message that it's normal, that life is really tough after a cancer diagnosis and in menopause. It means the world to me to just reassure people that what they're doing is enough already. Thank you so much, Danny, for all that you're doing and for being the Podcast Boutique's sound celebration this week. If you're doing something brilliant in the world of podcasting, then get in touch. We would love to celebrate your voice next. We'll make sure to share all of Danny's links in the show notes. So make sure you go and check out her podcast and go and connect with her on social media. So in next week's episode, we're going to be discussing what it's like to work with the podcast boutique. We've had some brilliant podcasts launching recently, and I wanted to take the opportunity to highlight some of the inspirational women in podcasting right now who are releasing some really exciting content. So I hope you'll join me for that. See you next week. You have been listening to the Podcasting for Business show with me, Lindsay Gould. I really hope you've enjoyed today's episode. I'll be back next week with more tips on launching a podcast to grow your business. Let's make it happen.